Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Flipping Dreams Podcast with your host, Heather Renee May. Each week, we bring you interviews and resources that will inspire you and encourage you. It's never too late to transform your past and empower your future. You are listening to Flipping Dreams. What happens when your dreams don't work out? Kate Summers is a New York Times bestselling author facing divorce in her 40s. She's up against a hard deadline to deliver her next book. She decides to rent an Airstream trailer in the Texas Hill Country to find inspiration. She discovers much more. While visiting one of the wineries on the Texas Wine Trail, she meets Zach, a medical doctor from the Northeast scouting for a winery to invest in. They decide to spend a week enjoying tastings together. Just as they are getting to know one another, he has to suddenly leave. Kate is left alone to finish the tastings and her book. The holidays are hard for Kate. She lost her mother two years ago. This cactus Christmas is prickly and sweet. She must heal her heart, reconnect with her estranged sister Lily, and find her way on her own. She has just a few months left before the end of the year. Will she finish her book in time? Will she ever meet Zach again? Will the timing ever be right? Find out this November, A Cactus Christmas, the Texas Wine Trail series. A delicious story of finding yourself again, second chances at love, and taking huge risks that pay off. Sign up today for pre-sale, special giveaways, book tour events, and much more at heatherreneemay.com. Hi, Flipping Dreamers. This is Heather Renee May, your host, and I'm excited today to introduce you to Valerie Taylor, and she is one of the founders of the Open Air RV Resort. I'm very excited to talk to her and hear more about her story, about how she and her husband founded and built this RV park that's outside of Austin and Spicewood, and it's a place for techies to come and disconnect while staying connected in some ways. So uh, it also coincidentally happens to be the location where I wrote my novel Cactus Christmas on the Texas Wine Trail last year during quarantine. And also uh, in the novel, it's where Kate writes her book. So um, anyway, lots of overlapping stories there. And I'm really excited to share this beautiful park with you and hear Valerie's story. So let's dive in. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing really good. Well, I am so excited to uh, talk with you and have you on this podcast and um, just hear your story about open air and, um, and share a little bit about my experience when I was there. And um, yeah, we'll just kind of 
dive right in if that's okay. I'm good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, are you in your RV right now? That's awesome. This is home. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm actually, I'm in a friend's basement, um, parked out front of their house, but the Wi-Fi isn't great here. So, um, yeah, I wanted to make sure we didn't have like issues. So no, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your journey with open air RV and like how this, how this all started. We lived back. We raised our kids on the Northeast side of Atlanta and had always had this dream to have this RV and do this. And the opportunity came along. We bought the RV in March of 2006, uh, 2000, 2015 and parked it in our driveway and <laughs> we liquidated everything we owned in three weeks. Uh, we literally went through the house and anything that we didn't want, we put into the, uh, anything we didn't want, we got rid of. Either we sold it, garage sale, uh, gave it away, Goodwill, Salvation Army, all of that. And everything else went in the RV and literally all we own now, three weeks later, we drove away in this RV and have never looked back. So that was that was uh, six years and what, three, four months ago. So wow, uh, it was uh, and then we started traveling. We worked for a company, you know, those, um, when you check into an RV park, you know, the maps that you get, mm -hmm. we sold the ads on those maps. And we, okay. So we did that for about a year and a half, maybe about a year and a half, not too long, about maybe a year. And then we wound up, uh, working for a company, um, when it, we were regional managers. It's a third-party management company that manages RV resorts. So we wound up um, working for the management company as regional managers. And we did that for, oh, a year, year and a half, uh, traveled around the country. This particular park, Open Air, we were regional managers for this park. So we arrived. That's, yeah, that's how we got here. But we were here. We got here in... April of 2019 and before the park was open it didn't open until June of 19 so we got here and we ran around and we did all the advanced setup the PR work the vendors set up the store literally sat on the back porch assembling a uh, patio furniture. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Did everything. I mean, everything worked until, you know, 11 PM at night and up at seven in the morning and working again. And we were just did all that, did the grand opening and literally the day of the grand opening, um, the CEO of the company we worked for said, uh, by the way, tomorrow you're leaving. So the day after the grand opening, she pulled us out and we didn't want to go, but that was what we were told to do. So, oh, wow. Okay. We, it was hard. We didn't want to, but we had hired a GM at that point. So the GM came in and, and did the, uh, they, they were here for the grand opening. So we left them in place and we went on and, and managed other parks and went on and did that for a period of time and eventually left that position and just started. Um, our background is my husband was in construction for a lot of years, like 30 years. And so we, he's got a lot of background on that side of things. My background is as much in, and I worked with him, but I worked more on the business side of, of our business. So I, uh, we started uh, 
doing consulting for RV parks. We learned that we were really good at opening new parks. So we specialized in that. And last year we wound up up in Georgetown, um, opening, we opened a new park up in Georgetown called Stone Oak Ranch. Oh, nice. So okay. We, so yeah, it's a big park, 227 sites, big community rooms, a big resort. And it's all yeah. brand new, beautiful resort. You should go visit them. Yeah, I um, will. Yeah, tell them we sent you. Um, so we did that for, um, we were there from July of last year before they opened. They opened on October 1st, and then we worked with them until March 1st of this year, um, at which time we left. And we also work, in addition to the work we're doing now, we also work with um, RVLife.com and CampgroundReviews.com. We update listings. Um, we're helping set up an online travel agency, get all the data entered, the data entry. So we do a lot of, a, a lot of that in addition to, and now we're, we, we've agreed to stay on with the owners here of this park and we're hiring GMs, but we'll continue to manage this park from a, from a higher level. So, okay. Yeah. Our life's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. So like when you first started getting into like campsite management and that sort of thing, like, was there a moment where you were like, Oh wait, we really like this. We're really, you know, good at this. We think we want to get like this really focus in this area moving forward. Um, campground management management itself is a whole nother beast. Um, honestly, it's, it's a lot of work and it can be really stressful. So I'm not sure that we want to, we don't really want to manage on this level. It's a, uh, it's just a lot. Now I don't mind managing the managers where we step up a level and help them manage because we know how to do that and we can continue to direct and guide that. But I don't like being at this level and there's, it's just a lot of stress, you know, some your staff quits, they don't show up, you know, you get a call that somebody's sick and, you don't have anybody to cover that shift. So you're the one covering the shift. Um, I worked uh, Friday afternoon because I didn't have anybody to cover. So, you know, it's a matter of stepping into the office and taking care of those things, which is fine, but it's just, it can be pretty stressful. So I don't know that we want to stay at that level, but I don't, I don't mind being directors of operation and, and helping the managers do things. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can't personally, I can't imagine wanting to do that. <laughs> like, um, it, yeah, people can be difficult and like, there's a lot of moving parts and, uh, like, you know, if a pipe breaks or if, you know, electricity goes out or whatever, it's just like, there's just so many things that can happen in a park. Septic gets backed up. I don't know. Like I just, in my travels, there's been so many issues at different parks that I've stayed at. And I've just felt really a lot of empathy for the people who have to like maintain and, and figure things out. Um, yeah, yeah. It, can, it can be crazy. I, I, it's just, it can be insane, but you know, but with that being said, we love the parks. I mean, part of the secret in being a good manager, if anybody out there is looking to do that kind of work, the secret is take ownership of the park, not meaning that you buy into the park, but just that you treat it like it's your own park. And that's the one place that my husband and I've always been successful is because we, we treat the park like it's ours. I mean, every night, every night here, uh, my husband has a CPO license, which is certified pool operator. 
So he's the one on the property that's responsible for the chemicals in that pool. So at every night at about not right at dusk, we close the pool at dusk. So at dusk we'll run up and it's starting to rain here and rain really hard. So <laughs> if we start to get some rain sound, that's where it's coming from. I don't okay. think it'll last long though. Um, so we'll run up, we'll close up the pool. We close up all the, we have big, big giant umbrellas. We close them up, make sure the pool looks good. Everything's, the lawn chairs are all back in place. He, he does the chemicals and all that. And then he'll go back in the early in the morning and do that. So we take care of all that too, but it's taken ownership of the park. We'll get on the golf cart and ride this park about three or four times every night, just to make, and we did this at Stone Oak when we had that park. But just to make sure that, you know, everything's going well, people are doing what they're supposed to be doing or, or not doing what they're not supposed to be doing. It's, it's ownership and it's really treating the park like, like it's yours and like you truly love it. So, Absolutely. So tell, tell me a little bit more about the park and like, because I know there's like, um, a number of full-time, uh, full-timers there, but there's also, I mean, it's fairly large. I, I don't remember how many spots there are, but it was a pretty large park. And then, you know, I also want to dig in as well into the vintage trailers and all of that too. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have 124 sites here. It was built with 124. So it's always been that number. Um, since I, since I left or right before we left, see, we were rolled back in a couple of times during the process and helped change from one GM, one general manager to another. So we were here two more times prior to this time to help with the changeover of management. Um, in the meantime, they, the owners started getting into these vintage trailers. So they started buying the vintage trailers and putting them on site and they're, they're cute as buttons. They're really, they're just cute and they're silver on the outside and everybody loves them. And it's, uh, there's a lot to maintain because they're old. So they require a lot of upkeep. So the work, the workload on it's pretty heavy, but so there's 124 sites here. Currently, 11 of our sites are the vintage. Well, we've got six, seven. We have eight vintage trailers. We have two RVs. No, we have seven vintage trailers, two RVs. Two RVs is nine. And, and then two tiny homes. So we have two. Available tiny, for rental. Right? All of yeah. these are available for rental. Okay. okay. So, so they're cute. Yeah, and they're you and you'll remember we have the pool here and the big community room what was cool about this property is the office building is pre-existing there was a house in that building before so oh. they took that house and rehabbed it and the community room what you might remember the community room that used to be the people's garage oh so, that makes sense yeah yeah because it does that, have the doors that roll up that like so yeah that makes of course, sense. they changed all that out to glass, but yeah. And then the barn out in the corner was pre-existing as well. That was here before too as well. So the barn then became our maintenance shed. So That's excellent. Yeah, it's a, it's a great property. We've got a pond up in the front that is, we started that pond way back when we started the property and they stocked it with bass and there's catfish in it now too. And we feed the bass and the catfish. So we feed them. And these bats and these catfish get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and literally now some of these catfish are like this big and the cat bass, 
And we've got guests that go down there every single night and fish. It's all catch and release. So they catch them and they throw them back and they, and I, I, I can just imagine the bass and the catfish think, okay, this is a game. I get it. You're going to catch me. You're going to throw me back. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky bass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that though. And I definitely, when I come back, I will be fishing because I have a new pole. And so, yeah, that'll be really fun to check out. And and there's also, yeah, exactly. And there's also a dog park as well. I know that Dottie and I utilize that quite a bit. And, uh, and that's really it's awesome. A big dog park and it's very shaded. Originally there were a lot of stickers in it, but I think we've got all the stickers cleaned out now. So it's, and we've got a dog, we have two dog wash stations. We have a big one next to the barn that has steps up to it. So the dog, you can wash the dog up at your level and it's got a big tub in the water and all. And then we also have another dog wash station over next to the bathrooms. Uh, it's for smaller dogs. It's it's just a small tub, but sure. So, yeah. So it's, it's, and, and there's also, if I remember, there's a, there's a tent area too. So it's not just for RV hookups. There's, there's a, a nice area with trees right. and picnic benches and stuff for, for tents. Yeah. So our tent area is 17 tent sites and they're really cool tent areas. Cause we took the uh, railroad ties and made like big squares out of them. And inside of that, we have pea gravel, the little tiny gravel. So when you put your, and then you bring your tents in, you put down in the, the pea gravel. But then if you've got the sleeping bags directly, it actually makes it not quite as like sleeping on a hard ground. You're sleeping kind of down into that pea gravel. So it makes it pretty cool. And then each side has electricity and, and we have water. We have a little, uh, uh, a little sink area where everybody can wash their dishes um, we don't allow cars down by the tents so that cars aren't being, dis- the tent guests aren't being disturbed all night, but we have railroad ties where the cars have to stop. And then we have wagons that everybody can put all their stuff in the wagon to take their tents and everything to their site. Oh, so that's nice. Yeah. yeah. That's it's very very, cool. and it's all very shaded. So it's as good as it's going to be in the Texas sun. Yeah. <laughs> so. For sure. For sure. No, I remember the landscaping was really beautiful. And, um, and one of the other things about like attracting sort of tech workers, and I wanted to like talk a little bit about your like clientele or your target, uh, clientele, but, um, you made a point of putting in really good Wi-Fi, um, so throughout the park so that everyone can be connected. And, um, so that if you want to, get away from Austin for a weekend with your family, but you still need to be online. You can do that. Yeah. The Wi-Fi when we started out here a couple of years ago, we had our rough patches with it, but they tweaked and tweaked and tweaked it. And honestly, we don't have complaints on the Wi-Fi anymore at all. The Wi-Fi is good now. Awesome. So we also, every, uh, we have cable at every site. So we have cable, ch- a full cable, cable lineup too. So that's awesome. You can actually come and watch TV. <laughs> so yeah. You want to do that, but. So, and then we, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you remember we have the store too. So where the office yes. is, we have a store and we have a beer and wine license. So we sell beer and wine and sodas and snacks and ice cream, tons of ice cream. I so, bet. And really cute, really cute merchandise, shirts yeah. and, and different things with the, with the logo. Yeah. Um, as far as like your clientele, like when, when the park was built, 
what was the, what was the dream for this? Because, you know, there's so many different types of RV parks and this being in Spicewood sort of near, you know, in the outskirts of Austin or far enough from Austin and close enough to the hill country. Um, I'm curious, like what, what that vision was. Yeah. So we're deep in the hill, in the hill country and we've got, um, the vision was to create an environment that of RV parks, but it's, um, we're out in the country and, but close enough, we're right in between Marble Falls and Bee Cave. It's about 20 minutes, 25 max into any grocery store or any shopping. Um, there's lots of great restaurants back in Bee Cave and on into Austin. The vision is to create an environment that people can come to and enjoy themselves and be able to see what's, uh, see, you, you've, you've got easy access to all the lakes and the, the, the river, the Colorado River snakes all around us. And you've got easy access to all the hiking. Kraus Springs is right up the road. Hamilton Pool is about 40 minutes from here. So we've got lots and lots of hiking. Cardinalis State Park and, and Pacebin State Park. So lots of state parks just a real outdoor environment. And it's, I had one guest tell me this morning that he is, he said, you know, he said, it was funny. He just extended his reservation. And he said to me, he said, I am just loving this place. He said, I have traveled all over. He said, I don't know what it is. He said, but your place is so peaceful and calm. And, and literally we ride around at night and you could hear a pin drop. It's so quiet out here. Now it won't be that way this weekend. It's Labor Day weekend, and I'm sure they'll be, they'll be a little bit. It'll be a little crazier, but that's you know that's our holiday weekends. But during the week, oh, it's peaceful and quiet, and we do have about sixty percent of our property is long-term guests, so they stay month to month, and they're out in a in you know toward the end of the park. Uh, most of my short-term guests stay up by the pool. My long-term guests stay a little further out, and they just, they all love it here. So it's a, it's a great environment. We're, we're pretty pleased with it. It is really beautiful. I mean, I remember like just stargazing and seeing like the most beautiful sunsets. Um, I was there in wintertime. So, um, but it's, it's just really, you know, there's lots of trees around and on the, the area on the back fence where I was, there's like farmland on the other side. And so it's just, got this really expansive feel where you just, you, it, it is, it is a really special place. So, um, it was, it was really fun for me to, uh, I mean, it definitely contributed to, um, the scene. I mean, that's where, uh, Kate in my novel starts to write this, the, her third novel. And, uh, and it's really, it was really fun to like, just describe all the scenery, uh, that she's seeing uh, as she's writing and exploring the hill country and the wine trail, which of course you're close to. So that was really oh, fun. Not just wine, but we've got distilleries and breweries, like distilleries, wineries, breweries. There's so many around here, so many. And you're yeah. right, the sunsets here are amazing. My yeah. husband gets a big kick out of the clouds. And more than the sunsets, just the clouds. Every single night, there's all these strange formations of clouds and we get a big kick out of looking at them every day. Oh, that is so, so cool. So, um, are you going to be there for a while then? Or are you, um, once you get your general manager, are you going to mosey on? 
I so like we'll be a general, we're getting a general manager here um, that will help train and get them all set up and going. We've got, we're opening our next park up in, it's, it's in a community called Harker Heights and it's right outside of Fort Hood, about an hour and a half north of here in the Colleen area. Okay. So I'll be hiring a general manager up there as well, get them trained. But the last few days of September, we'll pull out of here. We're headed to Albuquerque, to the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. Nice. Um, we've done that two other years back in 2016 and 2017. Both of those years, we crewed for a hot air balloon pilot. and We'd help set the balloon. You know, that's the cool thing about RVing is you can do anything, right? So yeah. we would take 10 days off and we would totally volunteer to help the balloon pilots and we would help set them up. We'd be on the chase team, chase the balloons down, help bring them down, pack them back into what's called the envelope and do all that. This year, we won't be doing that. This year, we're working with RVLife.com and we'll be, uh, they're helping with RVLife.com and that they will have a big tent there and doing all of that. And RVLife.com is sponsoring a balloon. So we'll have a balloon in the air with one of our banners on it. So that'll be fun working with, uh, we're going to add it from a different perspective. And we'll be working with all the RVers at the park, making sure they all know about RVLife.com and campgroundreviews.com and all of that. But we'll still, we'll, we'll always manage these parks from a, uh, from a telephone. So the secret, the, the trick is just to always have a telephone and always be able to talk to, to the uh, GMs from the phone call. And then we'll fly back into here probably about once a month to do site visits and make sure the properties are running efficiently and all of that. So that's really exciting. And like how going back to the balloons for just a hot second, no pen intended, but like, um, <laughs> how does one find out about crewing balloons? Like, how do you how do you even find out about volunteering for this? If someone's listening and they're like, Oh, I've, I didn't know that was the thing that we could do. So my buddy, Sandy got it. We, she got us connected without she, they were going to the balloon fiesta. And so were we, and she got online. She got this idea or heard about it and she found somebody on Facebook. So you can go to like the Albuquerque balloon fiesta Facebook page, I guess. And just look for the balloon pilots and you can believe me, they, the balloon pilots need people to volunteer. So you totally can pick that up. And I, I, my advice to everybody is if you're going to the balloon fiesta, crew for a hot air balloon pilot, because that puts a whole different perspective on ballooning. You learn, I mean, well, the downside is you have to be on the balloon field at 5 a.m. in the morning for the pilot's briefing because they have to go to a briefing to figure out if they're even going to be able to fly that day, you know, weather permitting and all of that. But you have to be on the field when they go to their, to their briefing. So it's early, it's early hours, but then it's dark still. And then if there's allowed to go up, you get to watch what they call dawn patrol. So that's when right as dawn, the dawn comes up, the sun is rising all the balloons that are in that first group that go up, they all, when they light their balloons up with their, uh, with their propane, it lights the whole top of the balloon up and you watch them start to go off in the early, early morning light. It's, it's an amazing experience. Yeah. Everybody should do it at least once. That sounds absolutely fab- fabulous and magical. It sounds really cool. Yeah. It is. And then at nighttime, they do a glow, what they call a glow, where they 
light, the balloons will light up and it's all, they all stay tethered. None of the balloons take off at night, but they'll light their balloons up. They'll keep pumping propane up into the balloons. So they like, they like glow, they're magic. They call it glow. And then, uh, and then they also do some of the most spectacular fireworks shows I've ever seen. All the way down the whole balloon field is fireworks that go off and they do that I don't think every night, but almost every night. And it's amazing. And it's all goes off to music and they have not only the fireworks, but the, uh, the laser light show and it's, uh, and all the music that's timed with the, it's, it's amazing. It's wow. amazing. That I'm excited sounds, to get to it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It is. I challenge you to go. You should go. Absolutely. I will. I will. Let me see if I can get my dog Dottie to like get in a basket. No, I'm just kidding. She would not. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, definitely. It's on my bucket list. There's so many things that are uh, on my list to do. And of course, the one I'm focused most on right now is like, write, write your first book and so, and get it published. So that's, um, that's what I've been focusing on and I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to, um, have the launch and in November come to open air and do some events and like partner up with you on some possible giveaways. Uh, if listeners are wanting to check out open air, they could possibly win an opportunity for like a night or two in one of the vintage air streams, which would be really cool. And maybe, yeah. uh, maybe meet me, maybe get signed books. Maybe like, I don't know, hang out at the pool, have a good time. Yeah. And I told you we have a pianist on site, so maybe we'll set him up and he can do the keyboard and you can do a book signing and yeah, it'll be fun. It'll Absolutely. Be fun. The weather will be amazing then. Yeah. It's it, right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be perfect timing and yeah, it'll be really fun. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, well, let's see. Um, what I, I think the only other thing I had in mind, um, to ask you is like, when it, what is one of the most, um, we've kind of talked about RV life and, and what you like about it. Um, do you have any regrets from selling your brick and mortar and going full time? Not for a second. It's been six magical years. We we've traveled from the Florida keys to, uh, Alaska um, Alaska is another bucket list item. Everybody's got to go to Alaska once, but not just being in Alaska, but also that trip through Canada to get to Alaska is just as much of the magic because you're on some really desolate land out there. Sometimes you can drive for an hour and not see a soul, not mm. anybody you're going up the Alaska highway and you just drive and, um, we started counting from when we left the United, uh, the, the U.S. Canadian border on the south side before we got to Alaska. And we started counting in from there all the way through Alaska and back. We counted 32 bears we saw in the wild. I mean, wow. you just walking down the road and a bear will be walking down the side of the road. And just slow down and look at the bears and, and, and herds of buffalo. You'll be driving and there's just mm. a whole herd of buffalo crossing the road or walking down the side and which is uh, so nice. Cause I mean, we used to, of course, going through the Midwest, you used to be able to see that not anymore. That's really, it's changed so much. So yeah. yeah, that's really cool. The moose there's moose, uh, up in Homer, Alaska. I still remember a downtown street, just a moose just crossed the road right in front of us on a downtown street. So 
Seward, Alaska, if you, if you get up there, get out of the Anchorage and go see the glaciers and take one of the, um, one of the cruise boats and go out and see the whales where you can see the whales calve and, and that the glaciers, I'm sorry, the whales flukes when they go down or you see the whales calve and I mean the, the glaciers, glaciers calve, calve, yeah. come down and crash in the ocean yeah. and they're so heavy and so big. They make the boat rock. It's, it's crazy. It's a, uh, it's, it is a, it's a true experience and you should go see it before there's no glaciers left. <laughs> so, yeah. Isn't that the truth? I mean, that was my, um, years ago, I wanted to live aboard a trawler and go up the inside passage and go to Alaska and, and do all of that. Um, but it's not quite as, um, there are many reasons why that didn't happen, <laughs> but, but now RV, you know, it's, it's possible to get up there and take, take your RV and, uh, and get to experience it. Um, in a, diff- a slightly different way. And that's, that's really exciting. I feel like that's one of the things I've been full-time in this, my RV that I have now, I've been full-time since February after selling uh, my house and, and getting rid of all the things and becoming minimal. And I have to say, I don't regret it at all. It's been amazing. I just spent five months in the Pacific Northwest with my family visiting, and now I'm making my way slowly in a roundabout way going, I went across to New York I'm going up to Maine and then I'm dropping all the way down to the Southeast to head back to Texas. So, um, in time for the book launch. So it's, uh, it's just great to be able to travel around. I mean, I still work full time, but I get to have a different view out my window every day, which is, which is priceless. So they say home is where you park it. That's it. That's it. Do you have any, like, are there any, is there anything in your journey so far that, um, surprised you? about RV life, anything that you weren't expecting or that, um, like any gotchas or was it pretty much what you expected it to be? For the most parts, what I expected, what I think I didn't expect was my, my willingness to live. I mean, we're in 330 square feet. That's smaller than, you know, anything. I mean, it's teeny, but I don't need any more than this. I don't need, you know, I, we lived in a big old house. I had closets of clothes and shoes and, you know, every imaginable kitchen appliance. And I, I had all the everything, but the crazy thing is, is now I'm in 330 square feet and we still have all the creature comforts. You know, I'm, we're in a class A so this is, we decided on a class A versus uh, a travel trailer or anything else, mostly because of our cats. We had, at the time we did this six years ago, we had two cats. One of them has since passed away, but we have, that's, we didn't want their life to change. I couldn't imagine putting the cats into a cage to travel every time we moved. So this way, all we do is we pull the slides in and we go and the cats could still roam around in the rig or do what they needed to do. One of our cats loved to travel. The one that we've lost um, loved to travel. She would get up on the dash. We have a big dash up in the front. She'd get up in the front and ride on the dash or put a pillow right beside me and she'd ride and she loved it. The other cat was always afraid. The one we still have, she's afraid. So she goes into hiding. And as soon as the rig stops, she'll the, the minute the slides go back out, she knows we're done. We've stopped. So she'll come nice. out back up then, but, and that's fine. I, I miss my cat riding with me, but 
this this is just the way this one rides so we're fine but so yeah we've got the class a and we stop we push buttons and slides go out we've remodeled our coach so the whole inside of our coach has been painted and redone all we changed it looks really nice from what i can see it looks really nice yeah Yeah. pretty we like it it's pretty we've redone we actually built we had that on our slides we have these two opposing couches um that are nice big long couches which makes it real nice if we have guests over but we recently uh totally we got rid of our old couches because they were getting worn and now we have we built new couches from scratch we we built them so that's pretty and we're still not done with them because we've just been working too much but i'm sure we got a lot of fun remodeling it that's and that's part of the fun of it too all the mods the little things the tweaks that you make to make your life easier and and storage hacks and all the things Yeah. yeah That's really yeah, tons of Facebook groups and all kinds of groups that you can get into and learn all the tips and tricks. Yeah. That's awesome. So we love it. It's uh, it's, we'll continue to do this as long as we can. Um, at some point um, we see ourselves parking it, probably just getting up small little house. The idea of what we need to sustain ourselves now is way different than what it was before we had the RV because I mean, I, I don't need any more than this, quite honestly, probably an extra bedroom for our daughter um, and her new husband. But we see ourselves maybe um, uh, like going and spending three months in a some little European village on the you know, coast of Italy or the coast of Portugal or somewhere. And but I don't mean just traveling at a breakneck speed. I mean, stopping, renting an Airbnb for like three months, somewhere near a train station where, you know, we can get out and go somewhere if we want, but we don't have to. I mean, just taking it easy, learning the culture, the, the, you know, we're after this, we're afraid to do nothing. (laughs) Nothing scares us, you know? So that is so true. It's like, once you, once you, um, you know, jump off and like jump off the cliff and go for it with RV life. I feel like, you know, when I first got into it, it was like, I I have a a travel trailer. And so it was like towing and all the things that I needed to figure out or learn and and handle. And now I'm like, I can handle this. No problem. Like I can go anywhere. It's like, and it really does open horizons. And I also think like during this last year of the quarantine and pandemic, um, it's the great thing. And I I say this all the time about RVs is that you're self-contained. So you can be as exposed or as unexposed as you want to be. If you're an introvert, you can just like pull into a site and hide in your rig the whole time. (laughs) But but if you, but if you want, but the thing is, is that there is a great community, the RV community, no matter where you're at, you, once you pull in, there's so many people that are nice that want to help out and give pointers and, and chat Mm -hmm. and share their experiences and stories and maybe, barbecue or uh, a beer or whatever. Like there's just, it's just a really, it's a really wonderful uh, microcosm of our culture. And I think it's, I'm really glad that it's growing in a lot of ways. I think it's, it's great. People that look like this march to the beat of a different drummer. They're, they're just awesome people. And they're so willing to help anybody with anything. You know, if you're broke down, someone's going to help you. Yeah. So 
It's so true. But now if you, if the listener is not interested in taking on this uh, challenge right off the bat, the great thing is that they can go book a reservation at either a tiny house or an Airstream or RV at open air. And you get the feel like you're doing it, but everyone else, you know, someone is managing all the other details. Correct. That's that's what all my guests in the vintage units or the tiny houses will say to me is this was so cool. I got to experience it without, you know, they say they feel like they're camping, but of course we're a resort. So we have the pool and we have a volleyball court and pickleball and we have all the resort amenities, but they still get to sleep in a bed at night, not necessarily on it in a tent unless they want to. And then, uh, and they get to uh, have air conditioning. So in this Texas heat, you can still get in and out of the, the, the heat and get into air conditioning. So yeah, it's the best of camping, but all of the luxuries. So yeah, it's really- can, I'm sorry, what? Oh, go ahead. See. I was going to say your guests can find us. Can I do a Yeah, plug? I was just going to ask you. You're reading my mind. <laughs> um, they can find us at www.openair.com rv.com it's openairrv.com and immediately when you get in there you can click on the spicewood location which is where we're at um or you can click on harker heights that location will be open um sometime in october to november it's going to be a more long-term park but we will still have transient sites there as well so and very similar to this one we use the exact same um architects drawings for our community building so it'll be very you'll if you've ever stayed here and you go to that property you're going to feel the same feel so that property has lots and lots of trees because it was uh, originally a a um, a mobile home community built back in like the 50s or something and all these big giant oak trees grew up around it so then the owners bought the property they took all the mobile homes out and left all these gorgeous trees. So we do have a lot of really pretty trees up there. So it's a really unique property up there. That so. is awesome. Well, listeners, um, definitely check out the park, check out open air and, uh, keep it in mind for this November. Uh, if you plan to be, uh, going to the hill country, you want to check out the wine trail, you want to, uh, go to one of my book tour, uh, which I will be posting. I'll be doing, uh, in November, um, readings and tours and tastings with some of the wineries that I have about 12 wineries that are highlighted in the book. So, um, it's going to be a really fun month and definitely we're going to do some stuff, some fun things with open air and at the resort. So it's a great time to come and check it out and see it for yourself. So, um, uh, trying to wineries. Did you feature from around here? Um, they were all off of the 290, uh, wine trail mostly. So uh, from Fredericksburg out East. And so it kind of start, well, they kind of bounced around a little bit, but it started at Texas heritage and then, um, kind of goes down 290 and then it goes back into Fredericksburg to Pontotoc and then it goes, you know, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. The main characters, Kate and Zach, they meet at Texas heritage and as they're, doing separate tastings, they start talking and he's there looking for a winery to invest in. And she, they decide, well, let's do tastings together for the week. So they just pair up every day and they go to different places and the wine flows and the conversation flows. 
and I, you know, and things, things happen. And so to find out what happens, you, you're going to have to read the book. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, Valerie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and I will definitely be in touch with you. Um, so we can coordinate some stuff because I definitely want to uh, coordinate around your schedule as well. So that hopefully I'll get to meet you in person. Sure. Super. We're yeah. here and available. So we'll be talking. Awesome. Great to, you. Great to talk to you too. Thank you. Sure. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Flipping Dreams. Please be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Flipping Dreams or at Heather Renee May. And please check out our website and sign up for our email list where you will get notifications on our weekly podcast and blog posts, as well as our monthly newsletter and much more. Be the first to know, sign up today. Thank you again, and we will see you next week here on Flipping Dreams.